What's up, everybody? Welcome to Kind of Funny Games Daily for Thursday, April 25th, 2019. I'm one of your hosts, Greg Miller, alongside the busiest lady in the business, Andrea Renee. What's good, Greg? Avengers, Andrea. Oh, my God. We haven't seen it, but we it's coming up. We're both wearing our Kind of Funny Marvel Studios shirts. Thank you, Patreon supporters. Kevin, you wearing yours? Uh, Kind of. Just say, yeah, you are. I mean, you, know, you're, you're, you are. Or it's made by best friend. This That's Thursday. fine, but I mean, like, you are. You're wearing your kind of funny Marvel Studio shirt. See, you're excited. Show it to him. Show him, Kev. There it is. Look. Oh, that's oh, wrong way. There it is. Look at BKD over there in his gray version. Yeah. Uh, we're all very excited here. Of course, uh, I can't wait. We got a big posse going tonight. We do. It kind of funny's rolling deep with everyone and everyone's significant other, and we're just there to party and have a good time and see what happens. You know what I mean? I'm uh, so excited. I am very excited as well, Andrea. Of course, I'm more excited, though, for video game news, because that's what we do on this show. Uh, today, we're going to talk about what we know, what Persona 5S is now. We know what the Avengers uh, Fortnite content is, and we know why Apex isn't getting weekly updates, because this is Kind of Funny Games Daily. Each and every weekday on a variety of platforms, we run you through the nerdy video game news you need know about if you like that be part of the show over at patreon.com slash kind of funny games you can write in with your questions comments concerns and everything else under the video game sun then tune in to watch us record the show live on twitch.tv slash kind of funny games if you're watching live you have a special job go to kind of funny.com slash you're wrong and tell me what we screw up as we screw it up so we can set the record straight for everybody watching later on youtube.com slash kind of funny games roosterteeth.com and listening on podcast services around the globe housekeeping for you yes it is avengers day today yes kind of funny is rolling over there what that means we're rolling over to see the show what it means for you in terms of content of course is that tomorrow on the kind of funny screencast bkd tim gettys is that it no nick i know right uh no nick's on there is he? Yeah, and then Mark Ellis, I think, as well. Oh, okay, cool. Uh, and Mark Ellis and Nick are on there to talk about Avengers Endgame. That's not your review? What? How do how you term that? What do you call that, Kevin? Uh, so, no, no, that will be our review. Of that it. is the review, because yeah, yeah. we're still doing MCU in review. Yeah, the in-review will be the, the typical, Tuesday. much deeper dive where we go. Where we the rank them against yeah. each other. But tomorrow is the kind of funny spoiler-free review on the game, or on the screencast. Uh, yeah, it might, it will probably go into spoilers at, at some point end, you're gonna say end, yeah. turn off your ears we're going to spoilers yeah got it so there you go you can get the screencast tomorrow friday youtube.com slash kind of funny podcast services around the globe and then see how it ranks in mcu in review next tuesday uh youtube.com slash kind of funny podcast services around the globe as if that wasn't exciting for next week did you like uh, i said if you know, i screwed up bears looking big and like uh kind of funny games cast is taking over the Borderlands 3 reveal event. We are excited to announce we are hosting the pre and post show for the Borderlands 3 event. It's going to be myself, Andrea Renee, and Fran Mirabella III out there in the beginning 30 minutes beforehand, 9.30 a.m. on the twitch.tv slash Borderlands thing. We'll be hosting it on Kind of Funny as well if you want to watch live. Talking about what we hope to see, what we think is going to happen, why we love Borderlands. And then we're going to sit there with you, watch the entire presentation of what Borderlands 3 is, then do a post show. And then hopefully play some Borderlands. Uh, if you want to do that, tune in with us Wednesday, May 1st. We're very excited. You should be too. Uh, then, of course, Vancouver, you're the next meet and greet. May 4th. It's a big week next week. May 4th, we're going to be in Vancouver. You can find out at kindoffunny.com slash events, where, why, and when for that world tour. And then, of course, thank you to our Patreon producers, Tom Bach, Blackjack, James Davis, and Mohammed Mohammed. Today, we're brought to you by Quip, Experian, and Brooklinen. But I'll tell you about that later. For now. Let's begin the show with what is and forever will be a jam-packed Roper Report. Time for some news. Five items. A baker's dozen. 
Uh, item one, arguably. Fuck you, Greg! Arguably <laughs> isn't right. even news. Who was fucking right? Your boy right here, and also Andy or Renee, who backed me up. But your boy was fucking right, Greg. I should have bet that pizza on you, you motherfucker. <laughs> Get him! Persona's never coming to <laughs> yeah, Switch. Greg, you're breaking you our hearts. I'm going to go cry in the back room, but I have some actual thoughts. I'll stay right here for those top <laughs> He's no been holding one. that in all morning, you He's guys. He's been holding that in for a few months, I think, because I've ridden him nonstop. Oh, Number man. one, Persona 5S has been revealed. It is Persona 5 Scramble, the <laughs> Phantom Strikers. We're going to go over to Mike Higgum at GameSpot, who writes, While many speculated that P5S would be a Nintendo Switch port of Persona 5, parentheses, even Best Buy seemingly leaked a Switch version, and parentheses, it is, in fact, a Musou-style action game in the vein of Dynasty Warriors franchise. The game is called Persona 5 Scramble, the Phantom Strikers, and Atlas is partnering with Koei Tecmo and Omega Force, parentheses, the Dynasty Warriors team, for development. It is coming to Switch and PlayStation 4, though there is no current release window. You can watch the trailer above and see Joker posted up on a streetlight overlooking Shibuya Crossing as a wave of shadow-like enemies rush towards him. He slashes through waves of enemies in what seems like the metaverse of Shibuya, and you can see familiar Shin Megami Tensei demons slash personas like Pixie and Pyro Jack in the mix. If you look carefully, it seems like similar elemental strengths and weaknesses will be part of the combat as well. Joker summons his base persona, Arson, am I saying that right? Arsen, uh, uh, to cast a huge explosion and take down even more enemies at once. A new metal-style remix of the boss theme, Blooming Villain, is also plays throughout the scene. At the end of the trailer, there's a quick glimpse at what appears to be a new character who's likely to be the central, uh, central to the plot of the Persona 5 scramble. You can see them staring at Joker by the reflection in their eyes. So, boss baby, <laughs> Bear Courtney. Uh, I just wanted to believe. It hurts so Can I just believe? I wanted to believe, too, and I want to address something, because people were giving me shit of, like, yeah, Barrett flip-flopped at one point when the Switch leak happened. And I told you you flip-flopped too soon, did I I not? I did, and to be fair, like, yes, I did, but it was only for a day or two where I I bought into the hype and stuff, but for the last couple weeks, I've gone back to my doubtful ways of, it's not happening, it's probably a fighting game, and then for them to come out with, Hyrule or Dynasty Warriors Persona, no, I don't think anybody really expected, but um, this proves what I've been saying for the last couple months, is that a mainline Persona uh, title will never come to any console that's not PlayStation, because you're insane if you don't think there's some deal between Atlas and Sony. Well, Nick Metzger mm, writes into mm, patreon.com slash mm. games with the burning question. Mm. With the announcement of Persona 5 Scramble, if this sells well on Switch, do you think the natural next step is finally to port Persona 5 to the Switch? No, I think... Then he puts in parentheses, I'm still in denial. It wasn't a serious <laughs> question. Clearly, uh, the ship's fucking sailed. Yeah, this... Like, someone asked me that on Twitter. God forbid we be happy! <laughs> I think this cements my theory even more of, like, it's just the weird spinoffs that get to go to other platforms. If I'm right, you can put it in your wrong, but, like, the Persona 4 if fighting right, game it, you're wrong. <laughs> um, was also on like Xbox and it was like on I possibly, that sounds right yeah, yeah, yeah. And yeah so yeah. like it's just the weird spinoffs that get to go to other platforms these mainline titles are never going to go to the consoles that we want them to because Atlas likes to hurt us okay it's <laughs> <laughs> not about hurting you I think people just get an idea in their mind and then yep. they can't let go of it. Yep. You know, like, I mean, th- look at how long the, the shenanigans around Half-Life 3 like hung on forever, yeah. right? Yeah. Like, I, I just think that it's just, I just sat back and chuckled at how many people <laughs> in this business who do what we do, Greg, yeah. that were 
convinced up and down the line that that S had to mean switch. And I'm like, y'all are crazy. And now you get scramble. The thing that I think is... <laughs> get scramble, bitches. Get scramble. <laughs> like, I'm disappointed think, it isn't a cooking game. Yeah, no, Let's the, be honest. I just don't... I'm just a little confused as to why Atlas is hanging on to the Persona 5 branding in all of these iterations. Why not just go with Persona Scramble? Like, why does it have to be Persona 5? Uh, because well, it's based around the, the characters of 5. And, like, with Eddie, every, like, kind of wave of Persona game, whatever their spinoff is, they usually hold on to the, like, the 4 or the 5 or whatnot. So it is, yeah. But, yeah, but you have a point of, like, why do they like to hold on to, like, why do they want to keep the 5 and everything? Yeah, I don't know. It hurts. It just gets y'all fanboys up in a tizzy, yep. and then you're let down. That's how, that's well, now we know Greg Miller will never actually be Persona. Damn, he's I don't, right. The Royal do anything? <laughs> don't, just admit it, Greg. Just just for once and for all, I just, feel, just well, I lay feel it like, out. I feel like my hopes were attached to it coming to Switch, so it could be mm-hmm. portable and could be going, right? right. But in this run-up to the Days Gone review... In my obsession with the division, I've started traveling with the PlayStation Four. So, can I really make that excuse anymore? That you that's the reason man. why. But again, like, I, you can go back. I burnt out on Persona as well, and then it took me like six months to go back to it, and then I went back to it. And I the fell problem, with of course, it Barrett, is I love Persona Five. Yeah, there's just so many more games to play. Right? Oh, what? Like Days Gone. I, yeah, that was my job, motherfucker. All right? <laughs> but now you don't have to do it anymore. But now I can get back to the division. You know what I mean? DC still needs ah. saving. My gear score needs to go up, you know? You're the worst. Then I got Jupiter and Mars. I got some PlayStation VR. I want to go back. I guess I want to want to go back. Yeah. I want to go back to Persona 5 because I know it's a fantastic game. I like the characters, all the different stuff. But I don't I don't feel like I'm missing out, honestly. I feel You're like I out, loved man. Persona 4 so back and forth and all that stuff mm. that I know what is in Persona 5. Yeah. But I'm still not hearing people talk to me about, like, Holy shit, this reveal, this dungeon. I mean, I played it and I know the dungeons are awesome, the yeah. characters are awesome, the gameplays are awesome. I saw that in my 30 hours with the game. Yeah. I love my 30 hours with the game. I just can't commit to another 70 of my TV bear. Do it. Or sitting there with the Vita and doing that. Do you know it, what I mean? Greg. There's nothing wrong with walking you. away from it, Greg. It's okay. Oh, I know, I know. I know. He's trying to guilt me. You I, just, to, I love you it so much. Face, it's my man. favorite game, so I want because I know he'll enjoy the rest of it. So that's why it. I have no yeah, doubt. Yeah. I have no doubt. I would. You know, I was I mean? even trying to convince Tim to play it because it. Not a chance. When you think about it, though, it's not a, Tim a Gettys, chance. I don't Tim even know this about Tim Gettys. If it isn't a Nintendo first party game, it doesn't exist to him. That's fair. That's fair. You know or what I mean? Now he's an Xbox One. Oh my god! If I have to hear about family. this anymore, oh yeah. man, I play everything on the Xbox One X, bro. And I'm like, you know what? Shut up, fan. Well, I come to PlayStation. <laughs> you know what I mean? Where well, are your What is he actually playing on the Xbox? No, he everything third party. Anything we like. So like Devil May Cry, he did. He, uh, um, King of Hearts, last? I think. Yeah, well, there was something else that we did. Recently, a third, oh, Mortal Kombat, stuff like that. Mm. Anything you can get his hands on on Xbox, he plays because he's all about his pixels and his TV and all this crap. I mean, it's Fucking a great dork. system, Greg. Oh, I know that. We're making fun of Tim. Uh. This isn't making fun of Xbox. This is a chance to talk to you I about Tim. I can get behind yeah. making fun of exactly Tim. Exactly, you yeah. can. Yeah. 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 Play games wherever you want to, even if you want to play them well, on PC. The last thing I'll say before before. Oh, no, I you got more questions before oh, that. Oh, Let me do? kick it over okay. to Cam, who writes into patreon.com slash kind of funny games and says. Hey, friends. P5S turned out to be Persona 5 Scramble, a Dynasty Warriors-like game for PlayStation 4 and Switch. Parentheses, Q Barrett's maniacal laughter. (laughs) I feel like this announcement was never going to be P5 for Switch, since Atlas loves fanfare and spectacle for their new games. But But why would you build up this level of hype for a port? 
I feel like that if this is real, then this would. What is he talking about now? This would have been an announcement for more suited for Nintendo Direct. Do you? Maybe he's talking about it before this actually got announced. Yeah. Do you guys think the level of hype surrounding the idea of a Switch port is justified? Do you even think that they're working on a port for Persona Five? So I guess why were people in such a tizzy about Persona Five on Switch? I is think the real it was here. like a, a buildup of when the game originally came out. It was in a weird spot because it was originally supposed to come out in February, February 2017, yeah. and then it came out in Western audiences a month after Switch and. And there's a lot of people like you who were, would play it and be like, ah, like I don't want to sit at my TV for another hundred hours. I wish I wish I could play it portably I feel like and stuff. For so many people, and to answer your question, Cam, so many people were indoctrinated into Persona via Golden. Yeah. And that was such a great portable experience of you're on a plane, you have a couple minutes, the start-stop f- function to go into a battle, to yeah. go out and grind. And the the way that game is uh, like designed, it's a very it's similar to uh, Breath of the Wild in many ways of like you can like sit down and play it for hours on end but the way it's designed by the day to day process yeah. it is easy to like oh I'll like do like a couple of days and go to work or whatever um, I don't think they're ever going to do a Switch port I think that was another question in yeah there. no I, th- I, th- yeah. I didn't realize that was in there I, I, I agree I, th- I think we have to let it go yeah, we have to let we, it go we have at to this let point it go. The, don't you want to uh, look to the future to Persona 6 it's going to be a, if Persona Six is ever a thing. It's going to be a different team, so it'll be interesting to see if uh, if they keep up the level of um, love that I have for Five, and see if that if they can hit it out of the park uh, again. With Are six. you skeptical that they won't be able to live I, up I to just, your expectations? I, just, I know it's just like a, a new um, leading force behind whatever they do in the future. So I, I just don't know as well if um what they'll do or what they want to do i'm excited f- one day for for six but i gotta see it first you know um, yeah, that's gonna be a ways out too yeah that's yeah. that's like maybe. Well, I, I, I i wasn't on the show yesterday how do you mm. feel about uh, uh persona 5 royale uh you can what it's another my, it's another the, semester now right yeah there's like a bunch of added content there's a there's like gaps in the story late in persona 5 so we think the extra semester is filling sure. in those gaps were you about to say i can hear your thoughts on yesterday's games daily yeah. Cool. Then go back and listen to that. <laughs> but I mean, in general, are you excited to replay it? I'm excited. Like, or I'm just to play go, it, I guess. I'm going to play the Royal when it comes out next year. Uh, they only gave a 2020 year. Uh, but now that I know it's for sure not coming to Switch, um, I'm probably just going to replay it again nice. on the base game because I've been itching to play it. So sure. now I have just like, all right, now I just got to do it on the PS4. Okay. Um, but yeah, the, I, and I think also the something else that led into the hype an idea of Persona coming to Switch was uh, the idea that an Xbox One exclusive was recently brought to the Switch with Cuphead. Yeah. So I feel like that like mindset of like oh like anything can happen. Anything can happen. So I mean, that's even, apples and oranges. Those are two wildly different sized yeah, games, yeah, right? Yeah. Those are. You have Xbox right now who's willing to play ball with everybody, especially Nintendo. And on the other side of it, you have PlayStation, it, like mainly Atlas, but it's also kind of PlayStation of like they're in a spot where they don't feel like they need to play with other people right now. So, yeah. Uh, many people, I'm sure, are asking why is there a picture of Andrew Goldfarb on the desk? He, yesterday, of course, passed away yesterday. Yeah, he, he passed away, sadly. That is future fake proof. news. We're future-proofing. That is fake news. <laughs> uh, we recorded a an episode, a 
very special one-off spoiler cast of Persona 5, two years and one month late, Yeah. Uh, because a lot of people were asking it for it for a very long time, so we finally did it with uh, me and Joey and special guests Jonathan Dornbush and Lucy James. Uh, for a second there, I thought you said Mean Joey, and I was like, "That's." We, I was just like, Mean Gene Okerlund? Mean Joey. <laughs> um, and so, yeah, we recorded that yesterday. Uh, you can expect that. I would, just, I would say probably in the next week or so. Um, cool. So expect it soon. I still got to edit it. And is that on YouTube.com slash Kind of Funny Games or is that on Patreon only? Uh, that'll be YouTube.com slash Kind of Funny Games. And podcast services around the globe on Gamescast, I assume? Yes. All right. Thank you, Barrett. Thank you. Congratulations on being right. Day is gone is meh. Persona 5 isn't coming to Switch. At this point, Endgame could suck. Who knows? No, fuck you. Oh, you no. keep that shit out of your mouth, sir. <laughs> Speaking of Endgame, Greg Way, number two. We know what the Fortnite Cross Avengers event and stuff is. Here is official from Fortnite. Thanos and his Chitauri are invading the Fortnite Battle Royale Island searching for the six Infinity Stones. It's up to you to acquire the en- Avengers endgame items scattered throughout the map and take the fight to him. Uh, this is Iron Man's thrusters and pulsers. It is uh, Cap Shield. It is Hawkeye's bow. And there's something else in there. I'm forgetting off the image. During the Fortnite endgame LCM, you'll be able to complete challenges to acquire free rewards like sprays, banners, and the Avengers Quinjet Glider. Pop by the store and you'll be able to buy the first of two Marvel sets. The Black Widow Outfit Plus Widow's Pack, Widow's Bite Pickaxe, and Widow's Pirouette Emote. The second outfit set arrives early next week. Dot, 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 winky emoji. Drop in with your squad, search for the Avengers items, and take the fight to Thanos. Can you eliminate Thanos and his army before the last Infinity Stone is found? Or will he complete the Infinity Gauntlet and pick up a Snap Royale? What do you think? I, I we I mean we expected this. You guys talked about this earlier. Yeah, in the week, but now we right? know what it is. It's better than we thought it would be. You know, it's different than what it is. Now I got. Oh, thank you very much. Well, uh, I mean, I hope. Ill grill chill. It's Thor's stormbreaker hammer, or axe. Yeah, so that that's really awesome. I love that they're bringing in more things than just skins. Like the weapons seem cool. Um, yeah, you have to one up yourself if you're going to be bringing Thanos back to the game, right? Yeah. So I mean, this is the end game. Uh, I was, ah. As soon as I saw this morning, turn, uh, installed Fortnite on the Office PS4 again, jumped in and bought the Black Widow outfit. Nice. And whatever they got Monday, I'm going to buy two. Or next week, whenever they put it out there, I'll buy two. It's a great way to keep people coming back to the game that maybe have gotten lost in Apex Legends or maybe they're playing Just moved on, else, right? And, and, I, and I, uh, that's what continues to astound me about Fortnite is that for me, like, oh man... Am I ever getting back to Persona? I don't know. Blah, blah, blah. Fortnite is that game that I don't touch for months and months and months. And then something does happen or I just have a, a, a desire to and I jump back in and I play a ton of it. Right now, to unlock the Quinjet, it is, you have to do 10 of the uh, Avengers challenges, right? Right now, there's only three revealed. In two days, they do a bunch more and so on and so forth over the 10 days of this event. Like, I really do want that Quinjet. So I assume I'm going to be playing Fortnite at least enough over the next few, you know, the week, you know, on a couple daily things to jump in there and get it. Because they're not, as usual... I think what Fortnite does so well is that the challenges that, I, that are on there right now aren't crazy. They aren't like win 10 matches. It's play seven matches in the you know, end game LTM. Okay, great. That's easy. Like It's something that the game is obviously designed that you want to win it, but there's so many other things to do in it that don't involve winning, whether it's getting something special, dancing on piano keys. Like There's enough in there for somebody who's, like myself, competent, but rarely actually finishing off and winning. Doesn't know how to build that well. There's enough of a reason for me to jump in there and play. I'm stoked. I'm going to do it. Ke- Kevin, are you going to do it? Uh, If you'll do it, I'll do it. All right. Joey already said she'd do it. So when, easily when, when it peer happen? pressured. It started right now? No, I said, when are we doing it? Oh, I don't know. Who the hell knows? Okay. That's the biggest problem. I'm going to Chicago this weekend. Also, wait, this Cross-play not, that's not peer pressure. Like, my friend wants to do something fun. I'm in. No, I think it's great. 
You're in, you're influenced. Certain connotations. I mean, Greg is an influencer. Okay, he has influenced right. you to play. I'm influenced you right now. That's the power I have, everybody. <laughs> Brands and companies. If you want to work with me, I can make Kevin do whatever the fuck I want. <laughs> Number three. People have been asking for a while. Where are my weekly Apex updates? Uh, Alyssa McAloon at Gamasutra has this report uh, from. The Games Beat Summit. That's where you were, right? I was just there, Greg. Yeah, yeah. I was emceeing. It was great. Uh, this is, well, Vince Zampella got up there and talked at some point. Here's the quote that starts it all. There are a lot of people that are like, hey, where's my weekly updates? Fortnite does this. And it's like, we're not set up to do that. We never intend to. Speaking during the Games Beat Summit this week, Zampella explains that Respawn always planned Apex Legends new content as season-by-season releases, a decision that was influenced by a desire to maintain a strong quality of life for the developers working on the game. Of course, this is an interesting jumping-off point because two days ago, Colin Campbell at Polygon put up his piece that is talking to a bunch of people off the record, or uh, uh, unnamed sources at Epic about like how grueling it is to work on Fortnite and the crunch that's evolved it. Back to the article. Quote, our intention was to always be seasonal, so we're kind of staying with that, says says Zampella. The thought that, hey, uh, the thought was, hey, we can kind of have something that's blowing up here. Do we want to start trying to drop more content? But I think you look at the quality of life for the team. We don't want to overwork the team and drop the quality of the assets we're putting out. We want to try and raise that, end quote. Zampella admits that there's a lot that the team is still trying to figure out in terms of content pacing, a lot of which will be trial and error as Apex Legends progresses beyond its current first season. So far, he notes that the length of seasons was a total guess, and it's too early to tell if it's a guess that's worked in their favor. He does know that they're already, they've already decided season one was a bit lighter on new content than Respawn would have liked, and that the team is working to correct that in the next season rather than on the fly changes. Quote, all the resources on the team are focused on getting this game in a better position so it plays well, so we have enough content, so the seasons are better, end quote. Andrea, what's your take? I think that it's smart of them to scale back content and do the content well than try to compete with Fortnite, which is a much bigger team, right? Like, So Epic has really expanded the Fortnite uh, development staff over the last year or so. When you're making a bajillion dollars a day, right? Right. Yeah. So they want to keep that train rolling. And I think for Respawn to try to compete with that just does not make sense. And also, like, why? You don't have to. You're a different style of game. You're servicing you know, a different audience. Clearly, there's crossover there, but... Um, I think it's good to set expectations That's correctly. That's the biggest thing, right? I think the number one thing to take away from this is that as long as you communicate that to the audience, they're going to be fine with it. I right. think when they they didn't or people didn't, oh, you're doing a battle pass, they just think it's going to be like Fortnite. It's going to be a weekly event. There'll be weekly updates, all these different resets. Getting out in front of it and saying, no, that's not how we're going to do it. We are going to be seasonal. People will, over time, understand that and get into the flow of what's happening. Especially to hear you know Vince, who I think is a great dude, sit here and be like, Hey, yeah, we're not 100% happy with season one. We're making changes for season two. I think it is smart to not try to do that on the fly, to totally set expectations wrong for what people can and should expect from Apex Legends. You get out here, you set the, the cadence for what you're going to do, similar to what we're talking about with the PlayStation State of Plays, right? Like, here's what this is going to be. This is We're setting a cadence and an expectation mm-hmm. from here on out. And from there on out, they can iterate, they can change, they can test. But as long as you know as a consumer or a player of Apex, cool, I have to wait for season two or the next season to get the thing. That's a different ball of wax. And I would guess that. <laughs> Show it to the kids. Oh there my gosh. Go. Oh, Corey with another one. I'm going to go cry in the back room. <laughs> <laughs> 
Corey, you. Corey, you're the best. Um, I think that hi Nick. Uh, I think that one of the things don't acknowledge him when Nick walks in the room. Don't know. Oh, here he comes. You know what I mean? You, then you say something, and he walks over here. Nick, why aren't you wearing your your Marvel Studios He's shirt? I'll allow this. I'll allow a shirtless Spider Man shirt. Okay. I wanted to hang out with my buddy shirtless Spider Man. Okay. I hear yeah. it might be through today. Also, I lost my kind of funny Marvel shirt. I just finished asking Joey if we had the extra ones. <laughs> 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 oh man, look how pissed Joey looks. Hi Joey. Send it back to me. Send it back to me. All right, cool, cool. Um, so what I was trying to say was that it, it's cool, right? It's cool. It, it changes color when it gets hot. Really? Yeah, the God, screen fills in. Mm-hmm. The screen fills in. If you're not um, a listener, Nick's distracted by Andrew's my coffee, coffee mug. mug. I tweeted about it if you guys want to check it out. She's, yeah, that's why I'm drinking out of the corner. He knows he's not mic'd and he's still just talking. Just yeah. Talking <laughs> away. No, just, I don't care. You're just not mic'd. Can I tell you something? Yeah, please do. Listen, we did a great bit yesterday on KFA. I know. I wish I could have been part of it. And I, I very seldom miss you. Okay. Because yeah. when you're here, I get a lot of you. Okay. It's sure. like when you have extra, extra pizza, you're like, I don't want pizza for another week. Sure. But yesterday, I, I was like, that, yeah. we had a plan and you had to go down and do some stuff. Yeah. But I was like, it would be so great if Greg was here because there were so many times where Tim was about to challenge me on something and I needed the enforcer to come in and, and play sh- and play yeah, lightning rocks yeah. with them and you just weren't here. It just sucks that you can't you know ever book me for anything. You Next know, time though, I'm okay. booking you. Okay. You're going to be the shock enforcer. Okay, sounds and you good. have to dress in something funny. Maybe Barrett. You know who I got to hang out with? Sorry, Andrew, we'll get back to you. That's you know fun. who I got to hang out with yesterday? Josh McCuga. Oh I, yeah, you went I, over. I, you I went worked to Collider. At Collider. Yeah. How they doing? They're good. They were they on the Collider podcast. It was really good. Are you where Josh fell asleep in Endgame? Oh Jesus Christ! <laughs> oh my God! I'll what never an idiot! Not shit for that. Did you see Ellis? What oh no, he say? wasn't there. No, he's coming up tomorrow. So yeah, okay, that'll be cool. fine. All right, we'll talk to you later. Bye. All right, now that that's done, <laughs> <laughs> set the cadence. It's a good idea. Um, the point I was trying to make was, I think the reason why the first season maybe didn't meet expectations was because they probably pared back their goals of what they wanted to do because they did not want to maybe set themselves up for failure mm, if mm. Apex didn't arrive to the fanfare that it did, right? Yeah, true. I'm sure to, that they, they were trying to say, hey, we need to plan somewhere in the middle of the game, you know, maybe not meeting expectations or, you know, going over our expectations. We don't want to spend a ton of money dumping it into the first season of DLC if this just doesn't 100%. hit with audiences. And it clearly did. Players are loving the game. And so I think now that they have this feedback from their community and they are seeing what the way people are reacting to the first season, they're going to really bring the goods for the next one. Can't wait to see. I hope it has the continued success. Good team over there at Respawn. Kevin yes, is, uh, I did get to see Vince too. He's he's such a lovely person. Yeah, hold on. What do you got, what do you got Barry? Kevin, is this mic up? Yeah. I uh, just wanted to say uh, on Twitter, it's been confirmed that Katana Zero sold 100,000 copies in its first week. Nice. Oh, so Katana Zero. Yeah. yeah. Just wanted to shout that out because I love that game. Uh, Andrea, real quick while we're mm-hmm. here, explain what the Games Beat Summit is if somebody doesn't know. Sure. So Games Beat Summit is put on by Venture Beat. So it's Games Beat um, by Venture Beat. And Venture Beat is traditionally a news outlet that focuses on venture capitalism stories, tech stories. People investing in other businesses, uh, that kind of thing. And then the Games Beat underneath that umbrella focuses on the video games industry and who's investing in who. And it really kind of takes up, they, I mean, they do traditional mainstream gaming coverage sure, sure, as well, sure. but they kind of have that that angle of, of the, We're business, adults. <laughs> yeah, the business side of the video games industry. Um, a really fantastic team there um, led by Dean Takahashi who has been in the business for such a long time. Every time I get the chance to work with Dean, um, I learn something um, that I feel stupid for not having known before. And he's yeah. like, it's okay, I'm really old. Yeah, and yeah, I'm yeah. like, Dean, you're not 
not that old. Uh, and then when he told me actually how old he was, I was like, what's your secret? Give me yeah, all oh the secrets. Oh my God, you are old. Um, and 73? so it was, really, it was really cool to get to work with him and to meet a bunch of people. But essentially, Games Beat Summit is an opportunity for um, industry leaders and innovators and people who have been really key in shaping where, not only where the video games industry began and where it is today, but also people who are doing things and kind of like the movers and shakers of the executive world of business yeah. um, today. It was really great because there's so many sessions this year because we had two stages. Um, and so I do encourage you guys, if you're interested at all in that part of the video game uh, industry and you want to learn more about the business and the people who are driving the business, uh, you can watch those sessions on VentureBeat's YouTube channel. I, I believe it's just youtube.com slash VentureBeat. Um, and you can see some of the stuff that I hosted at the on the Twitch channel, twitch.tv slash GamesBeat. Um, I believe I tweeted all those links, so if you just follow me, you can see all that stuff. But had some really, really fun, interesting conversations. So. That's awesome. I want to check some of it out. Number four. Guess what, Kevin? What? We're inching closer to Mario Kart Tour on your mobile phone. This is from Matthew Handrahan yeah, over at GamesIndustry.biz. Mario Kart Tour has moved a step closer to launch with a closed beta test scheduled for next month. Nintendo is now taking applications for the beta test from Android users in North America and Japan. At this point, there are no announced plans for the beta to expand to iOS or to other global territories. The beta will run from May 22nd until June 4th with Nintendo seeking to improve the quality of the game as a result. If Nintendo had stuck to its original plans, we'd already have played Mario Kart Tour. The mobile game was supposed to launch before the end of March this year, but it was delayed to February due to concerns over quality and volume of content. I don't think there's much to add, except, hey, that's a heads up that that's happening. That's still a thing, and I don't know what that game's going to look like, but I'm interested as a Mario Kart fan. Yeah. And as, as Nintendo tries to figure out their mobile strategy still going forward. That's been the most interesting thing about it, I believe, is just like, they keep iterating and trying different things and then being honest when it's like, this didn't really work and now we're going to do something else. Yeah, it's important to fail quickly. Um, I'm glad, though, that they're experimenting and trying new things. I think a lot of us out there would love to play Nintendo games on our phones. Sure. So hopefully they'll get there sooner than later. Speaking of games you'd love to play on your phone, Gregway number five, <laughs> Saved by the Bell, Law and Order, and Xena Warrior Princess are all coming to mobile games. Kind of, it's a thing. Let's talk about it. Todd Spangler at Variety writes, NBC Universal sees a potential 2 million plus jackpot in adapting some of its old TV and movie franchises into an interactive storytelling game. The company's Universal Games and Digital Platforms group on Thursday is launching a new free-to-play mobile game series colon Your Story Universe that lets players pick an avatar and play through different episodes of original stories in which they make choices that affect the narrative. It's your chance to star in a brand new stories alongside the 90s high schoolers from Saved by the Bell and a range of other characters from NBC Universal's TV and film catalog, including reality TV personality Lisa Vanderpump, the NYPD's Olivia Benson, and Finn Totula from Law order svu and xena the famed warrior princess out of the gate series will include episodic series based on seven nbcu properties vanderpump rules saved by the bell law and order the breakfast club bridesmaids 16 candles and xena warrior princess the ios and android app also will include original stories uh starting with rags to riches tale of legacy and love the series app, which launched in a beta test last fall, is free to download and play. Like other titles, users can opt to make in-game purchases of gems uh, that can then be used to accelerate the player's pace through the story or buy bonus content. Individual purchases in the app may be $0.50 cents to a dollar each, according to Heatherly, who I cut out of this story earlier, so you don't know her first or, her, or his or her first name. Uh, I downloaded it. I'm, I'm, I'm already. Right I mean, Alfredo Diaz, and I'm playing and Saved by the Bell. That's all I need to know. I was talking to Mr. Belding. <laughs> it's in-universe, Kevin. In this universe, uh, Mr. Belding retired last year. 
Uh, it's 90s throwback day when we start the game. Then I put my combination into my locker and I'm sent back to the 90s. Spoilers. Uh, to actually be with the, the cast. I apparently, I think, take Screech's place. They're doing some retconning of Screech. I'm okay. not sure because they have a photo of everybody, and it's all it's it, it, you know it's uh, Mario Lopez. It's uh it's not a real photo, but it's obviously their likeness. Likenesses, yeah. It looks like all of them. No Dustin Diamond. And then when I get there, Zach comes up thinking I'm Screech. He's like, "You're not Screech." So I think that's how we're just blinking Screech out of existence. Oh, we have no. to worry about it. But I'm there. Why. I'm playing it. It's a choose your own adventure. It's all just text based. You just tap, tap, tap. Read the story. Make a couple choices. Then it does the branching thing like until dawn. Is it good? Probably not. I don't know, but I'm playing it. I'm, I'm in Saved by the Bell, everybody. I, I'm I, in Saved by the Bell, Kevin. There's so many oh, good so ones cool. here, though. Breakfast Club and Bridesmaids. Weird. It's a weird idea, but it's like a go- like for Saved by the Bell, it makes sense to be goofy enough. It's very, uh, it's very aware of what it's doing. Like the narrator's talking, and then my character talks to the narrator, and the narrator talks straight to me. All right, whatever. I don't, I don't know how much time I'll spend with it, but I'm in there. I'm doing it. I'm, right. I'm never going to invest a goddamn dime in it. I'm downloading the Breakfast Club right now. I'm going to try it out. Don't you forget about me. Andrea, I can't yes. wait to see series if it's like a good game or a terrible game or whatever. <laughs> uh, we, but we won't know for quite some time. If I needed more immediate news, like say what came to the mom and grop digital shops, where would I go? Why, Greg, you would go to the official list of upcoming software across each and every platform as listed by the Kind of Funny Games Daily show hosts each and every weekday. Yeah. Out today. Let's start. Start with the Nintendo games. How about that? Everything I read here comes to Switch today. ACA, 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 Neo G, Samurai Showdown 5 Special, uh, Agalos, uh, Arcade Classics Anniversary Collection, uh, Cytus Alpha, uh, Death Coming, Everybody Hearts, but it's got an exclamation mark. All right. Uh, Homo Machina, uh, Joe Jump, Impossible Quest, Lost King's Lullaby. Mo Moya Moya Mo Mo Moya Moai Six Unexpected Guests Pick Cross S3 Robox uh, Secrets of Magic The Book of Spells Theater Tales Type Colon Rider Vandals uh, Witch Theft You know Witch Thief Sorry my apologies everybody those are all in the Nintendo Switch. Here's some non-Nintendo Switch games for you. Not necessarily. It'll be interesting. Again, uh, Soko Defenders arrives on Steam and adds Switch DLC today. Yuppie Psycho comes to PC and Mac. Uh, Dark Devotion comes to PC. Imperator Rome. Imper- Imp- Imperator? <laughs> Rome comes to PC. <laughs> Joe Jump Impossible Quest is on Switch, as we already said, and PC if you're a PC guy. Uh, Invasion comes to PC. Bound Up and Squirming comes to PC and Mac. That sounds terrible. Kind of turning me on, though. Uh, Journey of the Greed comes to PC and Mac as well. New dates for you. 39 Days to Mars is coming to Switch on May 16th. Uh, Pamali, Indonesian folklore horror. First DLC coming May 14th. Let's go. Super Mario Maker 2 is launching on Nintendo Switch on June 28th. Arizona Sunshine, the damn DLC is coming to PlayStation VR this summer. Days Gone, which is going to get a lot of questions in a second, is getting a free update in June. Uh, this is Jeff Ross over on the PlayStation blog. Survival difficulty mode tests players by uh, daring them to beat the story with increased difficulty settings. No, no fast, fast travel? travel or survival vision and an immersive what? HUD. That removes maps and indicators from the gameplay screen. Each week, beginning in June, a new bike, horde, or combat challenge will be deployed to test players even further. Oh These God. challenges take key gameplay features of Days Gone and twist them uh, in unique ways to earn additional items and rewards. We'll give you more information as they get close to that. And then beating the survival difficulty and challenges won't be in vain. Players will earn new trophies and a unique bike skin. Why would you hate yourself so much that you would play this open world game without the fast travel system? it's all about the open road, man. 
Just get out there and ride. I'm Deacon St. John. And then you don't get to see where the gas canisters are, and then you have to run around. Okay. No survival vision is a bigger deal, I think. Yeah. I mean, but again, like, this is optional. It's a, here's a really hard thing if you're really into Days Gone, which we'll talk about later. Uh, Via Eurogamer, I have this. Oh, you put this in here. Um, yeah, so um, I wrote this in. Um, so a small group of veterans from Rare's N64 heyday have gotten together to release a new platform game starring a monkey. It's called Tamarin, and Donkey Kong 64 artist Richard Vosher is the art producer. Donkey Kong Country composer David Weiss has written the game score, and the sound effects come from Graham Norgate, who you might know from Time Splitters. Hmm. Um, it's due for a summer release on PC and PlayStation 4. And it's got a cute little monkey in it. So if you really like um, old school N64 style art, check it out. That's the one. Okay. Yeah. Andrea, it's time for reader mail. Oh, oh, I added one more thing, Greg. I apologize. I didn't know it's on me. I didn't. I, um, uh, I just got this uh, press release for this. Daybreak Games and the Comic Con Museum are hosting an event this weekend. EverQuest Twenty, a living legend. It's a special event that's happening this Saturday, April twenty seventh, through Sunday, April twenty eighth. Happy birthday, Greg! Thank you. Celebrating the groundbreaking franchise that popularized and changed the MMR. MMORPG genre. Um, in addition to showcasing an incredible collection of original art, the exhibit will be accompanied by special programs and panels highlighting key moments throughout the game's storied history. So, of course, and your know, Daybreak is based down in San Diego. So, if you guys are in the San Diego area and you're like, oh my gosh, I'm the biggest EverQuest fan of all time, they are having this big event there at the ComCom Museum. You guys can find out all the details and the timing for all the panels and things at uh, everquest.com. Also, if you're in the San Diego area, go to Now or Never Comics. Aaron Trice Comic Shop. I haven't yeah, gone yet. I, really I haven't either. I, I haven't been down there since he's opened it. Fucking road trip. Let's do it. Reader mail time, ladies and gentlemen. But first, I'm going to tell you about our sponsors. Uh, Quip. One of the most important things we do every day for our health is brushing our teeth, yet most of us don't do it properly. Quip is a better electric toothbrush created by dentists and designers. Quip was designed to make brushing your teeth more simple, affordable, and even enjoyable. People brush too hard and some electric toothbrushes are too abrasive. A built-in two-minute timer pulses every 30 seconds to remind you when to switch sides, helping you guide to a full even clean up to 90% of us don't brush for the full two minutes and don't clean evenly you also get a multi-use cover that mounts to your mirror and unmounts to slide over your bristles for on-the-go brushing it declutters your sink or cabinet and makes traveling with an electric toothbrush easier uh, it doesn't require a clunky charger and runs for three months on one charge brush heads are automatically delivered on a dentist recommended schedule every three months for just five dollars quip is one of the most or i'm sorry Quip is one of the first electric toothbrushes accepted by the American Dental Association and has hundreds of verified five-stars reviews, just like mine. I love my Quip. I traveled it all the time. Took it down on my day trip to L.A. yesterday. Just Had mine on games beat. Slide in, toss it in, you're all set to go. Gotta it's keep great. our teeth clean. We got to, you know what I mean? Because we eat. <laughs> uh, that's why we love it and why they're backed by more than 20,000 dental professionals. Quip starts at just $25, and if you go to getquip.com slash games right now, you get your first refill pack for free with a Quip electric toothbrush. That's your first refill pack free at getquip.com slash games. Next sponsor is Experian. You know the better your credit score, the easier it is to get the stuff you want or the less you have to pay. So the question is, why is it so hard to raise your score? Now it won't be thanks to Experian. They've launched Experian Boost, a brand new way to instantly increase your credit scores for free. A higher credit score can help you establish and get access to credit and preferred rates for the things you want and need in life. Experian is on a mission to help boost America's credit score, which will help millions of people across the country build and get better access to credit. People all across America have already raised their credit scores with Experian Boost, and you should too. 
For the first time ever, paying your utilities and cell phone can instantly improve your credit score. Experian Boost works by giving your credit for the bills or giving you credit for the bills you're already paying through your bank account, like water, gas, electric, cable, and cell phone. It used to take months to see your credit score rise a point or two, but with Boost, you can increase your scores instantly. Boost is free to use and only available from Experian. Up until now, you've been paying your utility bill and cell phone bills and not getting any credit, so now you can. We talk about, I've talked about this every time I talk about it. Credit score is a very adult thing that I don't like. I don't like being an adult. I don't like thinking about it. I don't like that time I looked and it turned out a college credit card that screwed up my credit and it took me months to rebuild it to where it should have been. This is helpful. I enjoy that this is existing now. I can't believe someone hasn't done this before. So what are you waiting for? Experian Boost can potentially help you establish or increase your access to credit. Boost your FICO score instantly for free. Boost is only available at Experian.com slash KF James games. KF games, not KF James. Uh, that's E X P E R I A N dot com slash KF games. Final sponsor, Brooklinen. You spend a third of your sheets or a third of your life in the sheets. It's time for a betting upgrade. Uh, you know I love my Brooklyn sheets. I take photos uh, with Porty in them all the time. Yesterday he peed on them. It was a big problem. I had to go wash them, then put, put them back on the bed. Because again, I don't want to sleep on non-Brooklyn sheets. Should I just order a second set of Brooklyn sheets? Yes. Probably. Yeah. But this was just, yeah, it's, what do you want me to do? Yeah, the dog had an accident. He's old. But it's so easy. What? Ordering it. Oh, no, it's super easy. Yeah, you, you can go to right now to brooklinen.com, like I'm going to tell you about. Uh, Brooklyn and Sheets were named the best of the online bedding category by Good Housekeeping. Their mission is to make five-star hotel quality sheets more affordable and easy to order. These are luxury sheets without the luxury markup. Uh, they have a whole bunch of different styles and colors. You can mix and match over 20 colors and patterns. And as I've said, my Brooklyn sheets are the best, most comfortable sheets I've ever slept on. So it's time for your upgrade. Brooklyn.com is giving an exclusive offer to you, my listeners. You can get 10% off your first order and free shipping when you use promo code games at Brooklyn.com. Brooklyn is so confident in their product that all their sheets, comforters, and towels come with a lifetime warranty. The only way to get 10% off your first order and free shipping is to use promo code games at brooklinen.com. That's B-R-O-O-K-L-I-N-E-N.com. Promo code games. Brooklinen, these really are the best sheets ever. Um, One thing before we get right into reader mail, did you want to talk about this at all or no? Uh, I, Is that different from yesterday stuff? Yes. Okay, sure. Hit me with it. Um, I just very quickly, because we don't need to rehash everything that we've been discussing about potential new Nintendo Switch hardware because Fran and Gary, Gary talked about it yesterday. beat it to death yesterday. Gary would be uh, long-winded. <laughs> I don't Outrageous. generally ever fast-forward this show because I love listening to you guys talk. I really do. But I was like, fast-forward. Fast, 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 fair. Fast. It's fair. I couldn't help myself. Um, so over at Variety today, they do have a headline. Nintendo isn't planning on showing off new Switch hardware at E3. Okay. Contrary to some of the rumors that we have been hearing that's good, that's good. been circulating. doesn't mean that they're not showing it in 2019. Sure. It just means it's not happening or in even June. summer, right? Yeah. Right. I mean, it's just not, they're not talking about E3. Exactly. So a variety source is a Bloomberg report that says, quote, as a general rule, we're always working on new hardware and we will announce it when we are able to sell it, said Furukawa to reporters in Osaka. We have no plans to announce that at this year's E3 in June. Okay. This, of course, is after a report from the Wall Street Journal that stated Nintendo is currently working on two new versions of the Switch console that were reportedly set to release this summer. Thank you, Andrea, for your breaking news. Keeping an eye out there. Andrea, today the review embargo for one day's gone lifted. And oof, it is not nice out there. It is. Well, it's not terrible. Sure, but it's not nice. 
No, it's not friendly. <laughs> yeah, it's like a, it's like a, it's like a very much like a meh. Yeah, meh. yeah, that sounds about right. Yeah. yeah. Um, you and I have been playing it. Uh, I've beaten it. I put up a tweet about it. We're going to do the games cast obviously this afternoon. You can watch live Patreon.com/slash Kind of Funny Games. Uh, you can catch it tomorrow on Patreon.com/slash Kind of Funny Games. You can get it for free on Monday. YouTube.com/slash Kind of Funny Games. Roosterteeth.com. Podcast services around the globe. Uh, so I don't want to go into our reviews of it, but top level, what is your like? Your what's your tweet about Days Gone? Um, so of course we want to start this segment by saying the game was provided to us by PlayStation. So get that out of the Hashtag way. Hashtag game provided by PlayStation. Um, FTC, calm down. Yes. Um, my kind of like high level, and I, I, I tweeted that I spoke to Steimer extensively and we talked for almost an hour just about Days Gone. Oh, that's good. And then she and Brittany spoke about it as well because I was of course down in LA for Games Beat Summit so I didn't get a chance to talk to Brittany about it before she got back from her vacation. But I wanted to get my thoughts in this week's episode. So um, high level is there's a lot that's just perfectly okay about this game. Sure, it's fine. It's it's just a hard fine. Yeah. And so like the kind of Metacritic that we're seeing now feels about right. I mean, of course, I don't believe in putting a score on a game. I think the conversation is much more nuanced of course. than that. But I think what they do right is I think the graphics look nice Sure, when they're not buggy. Well, yeah, um, but they have pushed quite them. a few patches since we got our early re- review code. And it still looks um, like this. But it's still... <laughs> it still chugs still, and gets framey. There's still some problems. Oh, yeah. But overall, I think the world looks looks good. Sure. Uh, it doesn't look janky. It doesn't yeah, look yeah, bad. Yeah. Um, no, so, it's, so they did a good job it's with beautiful. the art. It's yeah. beautiful. It's a beautiful world. Um, I think that there are some really compelling moments of narrative embedded in a lot of bad moments yeah a like lot of filler content a right. lot of re- repetition yeah. yes I, like the word bloat you know yeah. really comes to mind that there's a lot of stuff in here that's like why is this here um, there's a lot of head scratching moments where it's like you go to a scene you go on a mission and the mission is to go talk to this character you get to the character it initiates a cutscene. the character says one line of dialogue to you mission complete it's over I'm like wait a minute what yeah. That was it. Yeah. I went all the way across the map and had to stop to get gas twice and fight off some zombies and this and this to get to this person to have a single line of dialogue interaction and then that was the mission. Right. Um, I, it, I'm going to cut you off because yeah. you've gone longer than a tweet. All right. Okay. I'm sorry. Greg. Miss. You're all right. right. Okay. Don't burn the games. My bad. Cast here. My bad. The top level thing that I'll get, I will dive intensely into in games cast and what you're one of the many ways you're hitting on it is that days gone isn't rewarding. It does not reward you as a player. I don't think the systems from just the gameplay loop of Days Gone are rewarding. I don't think what you're talking about, the time you put in of driving across the map to get there to have one conversation to then have to go back. And like, it's just, it's a game out of time. I think mm-hmm. it's a game that feels old, that it, it clearly it's been surpassed by many, many op- other open world games. And there's a bunch of like, I think, uh, nuanced, not shortcuts, but like, uh, pain points that have been removed in current like AAA third party open optimized. world games right and this does not have those and that 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 is what for me stops this game because you're right it's a fine game it's not bad but it's not good like when I talk about it I, I have things that I did like about it that we'll talk about in the review but like majority of it is like in this decision and that and blah 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 and, blah, blah, blah. and what I keep saying right is like I didn't sit there with a stopwatch. I, I last night when I beat it, I was sitting there going like, I gotta say, I feel like that was more than forty hours, but I don't know. I've seen I've seen forty, I've seen fifty, I've seen sixty in reviews, giving you an idea of how many hours go into this game. No matter what number that is, if 
I feel like there's a great 10-hour game in here. Mm-hmm. There's an awesome 10-hour game in here if they would have cut all this fucking... Here's another goddamn bounty to go out on. Here's this... Oh, my God. Can I just go... I, I'm interested mm-hmm. in this one storyline, but I have to do all this other crap to keep going on it. Why? Like, I feel like that they could have really honed in and done something special. Yeah, and the world, you know, like you had mentioned, we'll kind of deep dive exactly. into some, what some of these choices are and how they weren't optimized. I think, you know, Alana Pierce's tweet is really fantastic, of course, friend of the show and member of the Funhouse team. She says, so I've put some time into Days Gone, and while I recognize what it tries to do, it falls short in most aspects. I don't think a AAA game has ever made me ask, but why so yeah. many times? Yeah. It's just full of really inconsistent choices. So I, I, I think that sums it up very briefly. So let's get into some questions, not so much about the review itself, though, but about reactions to Days Gone and all this other stuff. You ready, Andrew? I'm ready. Thank you very much. Uh, let's go with Evan M. He writes in and says at patreon.com slash games. Good morning, KFGD crew. At the time of my writing, 6 a.m. Pacific, Days Gone reviews have been popping up and the Metacritic is showing at a 72 review score. I understand you don't score games anymore, but you often mention with so many games being released, 7 out of 10, a decent score, may no longer be worth your time with so many great games out there. From last week's Gamescast, you, Greg, and Tim said you were playing a lot of the game, and that was mainly me. I think Tim said he was playing, but Tim didn't play as much. Uh, And my question is, what about Days Gone grabbed your attention? Is it your love for checkbox, parentheses, Ubisoft games, RPGs, or maybe you were just giving Sony Ben the benefit of the doubt as a first-party studio? Thanks for responding to my question. Have a wonderful Avengers weekend, Evan M. Uh, Yeah, on paper, what grabbed me about it was it's a Sony first-party exclusive. I know a bunch of people at Sony Ben, and I know they're extremely talented. It's got Sam Witwer. They're talking about all these cutscenes of story in it. Uh, it's going to be an open world. It's zombies, which I love. Like on paper, I should love this game. Mm-hmm. And when we saw it at E3 on demos when they were doing stuff, it was always like, ah, I don't know if this looks that great. Then when I got to play it at Judges Week last uh, last year. It was like, oh, wait a second, maybe something's there. And then we're going to talk about this for sure on the Gamescast. When I went to the preview event and we got like two hours where I got two hours with it because I came late, it was like, wow, wait a second. This is way above and beyond my expectations for what this was. And I know that a few people have thrown, not thrown in my face, but brought that up today, as you should, because I did come out of that event being like, wow. And I think, honestly, the industry did. I think uh, it wasn't just Greg, a Sony pony, being like, man, this looks awesome. There were Mm -hmm. a lot of people like, man, I didn't have expectations for this game, and that was great. No, that was me, exactly. I came out of the original announcement at E3 saying, who wants this game? Do we need another zombie game? Why are they making this game? I don't understand. Yeah. Um, Kind of, really feeling a lot more negative about it than I wanted to because I was just like we love games we don't want to be mean about it yeah and also like I was just like I was just so confused as to why they were really kind of you know, hitting it over the head with the, another zombie game yeah. when we knew that Tilu 2 was in in the works, yeah, right? Yeah, it's yeah. like, and you don't want to follow in those footsteps, right? right? Like, you don't want to, like, be the the, <laughs> the number two spot to, you want to, be the to Naughty Dog, yeah. right? Um, especially when it's another Sony exclusive. It'd be different if this was, like, a multi-platform game. I think that sure. they would maybe find a bigger audience. Then I went to the preview event, you know, that we both went to yeah. and um, was pleasantly surprised by what I saw, but I still had some concerns and some of those concerns I had, I had hoped that they were going to rectify by the time the game was released. Yeah. And it's clear that they did not. Um, and that to me is, I think, the disappointing part. And again, we'll go into it. But it was, it goes back to the rewarding thing. Like when, because they, they did, a, and, I, and I'm not even, they, didn't, they bamboozled us. Preview events are always this. They show you best parts, vertical slices. You don't know what you're getting. Correct. But I think outside of, th- there's this for me, and then there's Mass Effect Andromeda. And those are, I really honestly feel, and it's kind of funny.com slash your wrongers, tweet me later, are the two times in my 
in my career where I've played a game like, oh my God, I can't wait. And then I got it and I was like, oh wait, this didn't come together the way I thought it did at all. Mm -hmm. But Days Gone in particular, and I'll save it for the real review, they let us play the intro and you're like, wow, the story seems really cool here. And then they jumped us way ahead and we had all sorts of skill points. So I was like, oh, you go in and do this. That plays in totally to my, it is not a rewarding game. And we'll talk about that on the games cast of how that is not how it is played and how it actually feels when you're going through it in hour 30 of the fucking game. Elijah Miller writes in and says, I have a question about something I see all the time on social media and today about Days Gone. People, mostly outside of the gaming industry, i.e. fans, get very upset when a game they are anticipating but haven't even played yet gets negative or neutral reviews. Why is this? Is it that they think that someone is telling them not to enjoy it? What do you all think? Love you guys. Keep killing the game. I think that's exactly what they think. And it's important to remember that... The opinions that someone like Greg or I have aren't necessarily going to reflect your opinions. There are plenty of games that I've liked that some of my peers have really hated. Uh, I think Anthem is a perfect example of a game that got completely panned when it came out, but I have a lot of fun in Anthem, and I'm really looking forward to some of the changes that they've been um, implementing in getting back into that game and going back to revisit it. We don't have to go back to the Forge anymore, right? (laughs) We read that yesterday. I was like, damn, I'm actually excited to play this game. It's a quality of life improvement that they just announced. Um, But So I think it's important to remember like you know it's tough for us because we're always in this position of it's almost feels like we're damned if we do and damned if oh, we totally. don't oh my god you know if kidding? we like something that everybody else likes then we're pandering or if we hate something that everybody yeah. else likes then we're just knocking on it or if we like something that nobody else likes then we're shills it's like there's no winning no you just, when that's you why you have to are... be brave and just have your opinions and stand by them <laughs> exactly. right? exactly and that's the biggest thing about it so for i yeah. mean to elijah like i think it's always been this way forever in my career. And you go back to like growing up when it was mm-hmm. Sega versus Nintendo blind fanboy stuff. I think there's a big part of it. You see something, you get excited for it. It's a game you feel is designed for you. That's something you care about. And then when it gets there, I, and I'm not ever going to take away from anybody else's reviews, but for me, per, and this is not a Days Gone thing, but other games, like I'm a big Superman fan, mm-hmm. right? So inevitably when a Superman game comes out, if I see somebody who's reviewing it who is a Superman fan, or I see somebody who's reviewing it who I know isn't into comics, like those reviews don't carry the same weight for me in terms of it. And I feel that could easily be applied here, where it is that thing of, well, I know this person doesn't like zombie games, or I know they don't like this, or about and again since this is art and it is so subjective the things that annoy somebody else might not uh, this isn't even i'm not even attacking you here right but like kebab is putting you wrong i did a 60 hour playthrough of horizon zero dawn with no fast travel and i loved the world so much andrea don't knock it smiley face like he he's being nice about it right but it's the same thing of like different strokes for different folks where well, also not not to go too far down that rabbit hole but like the thing about and i'm gonna explain why that my fast travel comment makes sense because if you're not gonna have a system. fast travel system there the the journey there has to be it right yep. it has to be not about the destination totally. it has to be about the journey and there's no journey and we'll talk about that no that was um, somebody else was trying to pick me apart on twitter today. <laughs> not a bad way and maybe they were just having a conversation maybe i'm doing it but again like you know it's exactly what you said i put out my tweet and the majority of responses are like oh my god that sucks right? and so many other people were like well let me put on my my magnifying glass here and like really try to get you on stuff I'm like I'm just saying I, don't, I didn't enjoy the game um, it, I, is the it, thing it reminds about, me of when you were talking about your feelings about Red Dead Redemption 2 sure. and how you felt a very specific way about it and it didn't align with a lot what a lot of other reviewers at the time were thinking about it. and you're like yo this just is not the thing for me yeah this is a different situation you guys and <laughs> that's my thing too is like that's and, and that's this is very, and that was the thing like you want to talk about I mean we'll talk about maybe whatever I'll talk about it right here you want to talk about like what I, how our relationship works, you and me, best friend, right? Like when we've talked about these games and I'm like, oh man, I played 30 hours of Red Dead and I stopped. It wasn't a game for me. I didn't like it. Or maybe it was 20. I forget what it was. Don't, you're wrong with me. Uh, 
and then a couple, uh, some other game. Oh, the way we talked about Anthem at review and stuff like that. People were have been like, man, I don't know. Greg's reviewing differently these days. He's not blah blah. blah. And it's like, okay, there's. I don't. Some people are mean me about it. I don't agree. Blah, blah. When we got Days Gone and I started Days Gone and I got. 20 hours in and I was like, woof, I don't like Days Gone. I was like, oh, fuck it, I'm here. I'm going to beat this fucking game. I'm going to go all the way through it and do it. I don't think my opinion's much different. I do think it makes me more bulletproof. I've seen people on Twitter trying to pick apart other people's reviews and like being like, they say this, but it does make sense if you've done this and blah, blah, blah. And I understand what they're saying and how they're going and blah, blah, blah. But like, that was my thing where Red Dead very much was a, hey, I'm a gaming personality and this game isn't for me. I recognize why people love it and why it's great and blah, 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 blah. Days Gone for me is me trying to be the most IGN Greg I can be. Of I've played this all the way through and not even being a fan or a personality, being a critic of what games can be and should be and are, this game is not good. This game does not hit that standard. It's not bad. Like I'm very much talking in IGN review score scales here, right? But like gameplay loop wise performance wise like all these things that i normally and that's the other thing i've talked about with friends when i'm talking about this game i'm like if i'm the guy saying your game's framey and not running well that's a problem because i'm greg and i'm like i don't fucking care is the game fun great well when it's like i'm fucking running like this through the camps it's like duck, 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 and the, like the last ha- oh my don't even what's well, kind of funny games cast is going to be a bloodbath <laughs> come hang out with us patreon.com slash kind of funny games final question in terms of days goneness comes from Wesley LeBlanc over on patreon.com slash kind of funny games and says is it weird that Sony allowed Days Gone to release like this? Poor performance, poor writing, bland gameplay. It's not very first party Sony like and yet it is still released. Do you think it was just a quote it's been in the oven this long already and it has to get out situation? Furthermore why release a game similar in a lot of ways to a marquee PlayStation franchise The Last of Us that couldn't hold the candle to said marquee title? This just all seems so strange for Sony who has been killing it lately. That's a really great point. I think that's going to probably come up in a lot of discussions around Days Gone is that I think the bar was set so high by Spider-Man PS4 and by God of War last year. You know, the idea that this is the, you know, the AAA title that's in the wake of that is really unfortunate for Ben. Yeah. Because it's clear that they put a ton of work into of this game. and Not taking away from that. And it's it's just a little disappointing that it just didn't come together but sometimes it just doesn't you know those those are different teams and the skill set of a team like bend is different than sony santa monica is different than insomniac right like they just have different skills and i think what happened here is the vision just wasn't as exciting as the gaming audience wanted it to be because when they started making this game the development landscape was different yeah you know and the kind of zeitgeist around biker gangs from Sons of Anarchy Anarchy, and zombies from The Walking Dead was kind of at a fever pitch back then. And so maybe this game would have made sense five years ago. This seems to me like a game that would have been fantastic as a PS4 launch title. Sure. But as a but as a end of the life cycle PS4 game it just leaves a lot to be desired. Just for where games are yeah in 2019. But I do think that to your point Wesley again and you're you know you're talking about uh, poor performance in terms of the way it runs, poor writing. That's our. You're now you're getting to things that people I already see arguing different things of it. Where some mm-hmm. people really like some of the stuff happens, some people really hate all this other stuff. Again, 
Nothing. This game, I can't, I can't shout it loud enough from the rooftops. Is not broken. This game is not bad. This game just doesn't meet the standard that Sony has been doing. Right. Mm-hmm. Sadly, this has to be the game that is the first. Triple A Sony exclusive first party second party if you want to count and Spider Man Insomniac even though I get an argument about that all the time <laughs> Bloodborne uh, that is like oh wow this isn't up to the others this it, this doesn't belong in that camp right and I feel like even Detroit Detroit was received positively and uh, the knocks against it were more it's just for us just David Cage being David Cage expectations were so set for that in terms of what you're going to get that I think it met or exceeded most of them right whereas this one yeah I think it was more of a wild card where I think. After that preview event, I was very much like, holy shit, this might be their horizon moment. Like, they get to, like, the way Gorilla went from just being, oh, the Killzone guys, right? Like, one of one of the forgotten, in quotes, PlayStation first parties, if you're not, you know, a podcast beyond listener, right? Uh, I thought this might be that for Sony Ben, and in reality, it's, it turns out that it's not. It's, now they get to be the ones that fumbled, in quotes. Again, not yeah. a bad game. It just doesn't live up to those expectations of the others. Right. We'll see, ladies and gentlemen. Kind of Funny Games cast recording this afternoon, 2 p.m. Pacific time. Patreon.com slash Kind of Funny Games. Come watch live with us or wait for it to be free next Monday. We don't mind. Andrea? Yes, Greg? It's time to squat up. This is where one of you writes in to kindoffunny.com slash Patreon. You go to the Patreon.com slash Kind of Funny Games page. You give me your name, username, platform of choice, and why you need help. I read here. The best friends come and find you. Today, Kevin Bouges? He doesn't spell it phonetically. Needs help on PlayStation 4. <laughs> his PSN name is his name. Kevin, and then B-O-G-U-E-S. What, Bouge? Rouge? Rouge? Bogues? Bogues? I don't know. Bogues. Kevin. Kevin Bojangles needs help. You can spell it in the YouTube description. Looking for some best friends to clean up that Division 2 Platinum before Days Gone takes over my primary gaming hours. I just need the two Dark Zone trophies and the friend in need to have that sweet plat. Willing to help out any other best friends with trophies, I'm East Coast. And on most evenings around 9 slash 10 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. If you want to hang out, go be Kevin Bougie Bouge 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 friend on PSN. Andrew? Yes. It's time for your wrong. This is mm-hmm. where people write in who are watching live on twitch.tv slash kind of funny games to Patreon. No, damn it. Kind of funny.com slash you're wrong. Tell us what we screw up as we screwed up so we can set the record straight for everybody watching later or listening later. Uh, nanobiologist says, Greg, you said Royale. When you're talking about PS or Persona 5 Royal, it's like the royal family. Thank you. I will try to remember, but I'm stupid. <laughs> Ill Grill Chill says SteamWorld Quest was not mentioned in today's or out today. It's out for Nintendo Switch and has a Metacritic of 81% so far. Perfect. Nanobiologist says Impertator is pronounced like <laughs> Imperial and Terminator combined. Imperator. So- Great, that's a stupid name. Uh, and Nanobiologist again says, Greg, don't regret your initial uh, impressions of Days Gone. Ben showed you the goods. I don't regret it at all. I'm not even going to keep going. Like, I don't regret what I did. That's how preview coverage works and how the industry is. But it's a, a reminder of like, man, we. I don't think I... I just walked away being like, man, they got this. I actually did this. Um, I don't think that's a you're wrong. That's, okay. and then, yeah, these aren't your wrongs. Uh, yeah, not, and you are not special. Order 1886 was also a critical failure from Sony and much earlier in the PlayStation 4 life cycle. Yes, correct. But I think that's not what we're talking about. I think if you're, if you're going that far back, Shadowfall was fine. It was good. Uh, Second Son was good. Like uh, These are games we don't sit here in. The, in uh, uh, the order was a f- what, less than those, obviously. But I think since then, since like what Bloodborne it feels like PlayStation 4 exclusives have just been up and off the chart Uncharted 4 uh, Uncharted 
Horizon Zero story, Dawn. Horizon Zero Dawn. Yeah, you, the list goes on and stuff like that. So I understand what you're saying, but I'm talking about it, on the current trajectory, this has been the first stumble. I digress. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, this has been Kind of Funny Games Daily. Each and every week on a variety of platforms, we run you through the nerdy video game news you need to know about. If you like that, like the show, share it with your friends, subscribe to the channels, go to patreon.com slash games. keep the mics on, watch the Gamescast review of Days Gone Today. Uh, of course, you can watch live, twitch.tv slash games. watch later, youtube.com slash games, roosterteeth.com, and listen on podcast services around the globe. Tomorrow... Fran and Tim are hosting. I'm going to Chicago. I'm going to be home on my birthday for the Aww. first time in 18 years. That sounds great. Yeah, there you go. Going to eat some Portillo's, of course. Watch Avengers again. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, until next time, Excelsior. <laughs>